The following SpongePod is brought to you by Tough Tavern. Hey, Tim, I think I got a job. You want in? Uh, sure. What's the job? Oh, you know, you know, it's just taking back what's already ours. Oh, uh, okay, I guess. Well, you know, if I need to find some tough people to help me take back what's mine, you know, I could just go to the Tough Tavern. Not only does this place have an abundance of bodyguards, but it's a great place to try to find some tough toughers to successfully pull off the job of a lifetime. Oh, some tough toughers. I don't know if I would consider myself within that realm of You wouldn't toughness. consider yourself with like a Matt Damon type? <laughs> uh, maybe a, maybe more like a smart Matt Damon, not like a tough Matt Damon. Are you Matt a Ben Damon. Affleck or a Casey Affleck? <laughs> I don't like either of those options. <laughs> are you a Robin Williams? <laughs> yeah, more that one. Can we, go, can we settle with a Robin Williams? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Check out the Tough Tavern for all your, I don't even know, gangster needs. Welcome to the SpongePod, the official unofficial podcast of SpongeBob SquarePants, where we overanalyze every single episode and get down to the bikini bottom of your fan theories. I'm your host and in-house SpongeBob expert, Eric. Are you ready, Tim? Aye, aye, Captain. Boom. We are in the <laughs> middle of September. Crazy, right? Yeah, I can't believe we've we've made it here. Well, the last time we, you know, two times ago that we talked, it was like April. There was a big time gap <laughs> right. like, where we just like hibernated. <laughs> and so it's just really great to be with you consistently back here on the Sponge Pod. Today, we are talking through one of the greatest episodes ever, Culture Shock. I mean, there's just an abundance of funny moments in Culture Shock, and we're so happy to be talking with you about it. First off, I want to plug our social media. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at the sponge pod uh, shoot us an email if you have any questions for the show at the sponge pod at gmail.com and first off I just kind of want to stop and, and and go back to memory lane I don't know <laughs> do you happen to remember in middle school the lip sync contest like very vaguely very vaguely do you remember that I was in it with no okay <laughs> So that's kind of funny because I feel like a lot of my high school life was was sort of initiated or at least my popularity oh, okay. was initiated because of my participation in the sixth grade with this lip sync contest. And so the the basic backdrop behind this is I thought for some reason my buddy Tony and I were really good at acting out Lincoln Park. We, oh, we, would get, we would go into his bedroom. We were really good buddies. And uh, shout out to Tony. He's, he's a good guy. <laughs> and uh, we would just like turn on Lincoln Park live in Texas. It was a live performance. And, and we would just like play it out. And he would pretend with his guitar. He, is, he, had, a, he had a guitar. I just <laughs> pretended to be Chester Biddingfield, which, you know, RIP. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like it was just a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun as kids doing that. And so for some reason, we decided to take this talent and make it public and go live with the whole lip sync thing only to be only to like learn that like literally everyone in the school is just laughing their butt off that we were doing this <laughs> because apparently you know Lincoln Park wasn't nearly as as cool of a band I feel like in middle school Lincoln Park was like peak cool so I, I was very confused like why our reception was so poor I honestly think it was like because I just had doing a lot of work with middle schoolers, just knowing that like they just hate people. That's a lot of it. Yeah. Or like any anyone who throws themselves into anything with any enthusiasm, they're True. like immediately we going to make fun of them about it. We were very, very, very passionate about <laughs> our uh, our 
Lincoln Park. You couldn't get in between us and our Lincoln Park. Anyway, so we are going to get right into the show. We do want to introduce this segment. We are going to be talking through some Yahoo answers that we found. Um, some, you know, good old ripoff of our favorite podcast. <laughs> right. But, uh, uh, you know, other than that, let's let's jump right into our first act. Uh, it is a slow day at the Krusty Krab. SpongeBob is over cleaning the tables and Squidward is imagining himself as a ballet squid. Mr. Krabs is particularly crabby uh, when the deal of a fresh of a free salad bar, fresh also, but a free salad bar doesn't bring in business. After a customer, the only customer of the day comes in and only wants change for the payphone outside, Mr. Krabs holds a meeting to, to brainstorm how they can bring in more traffic. After a few horrible suggestions from SpongeBob, they land on the idea to host a talent show at the Krusty Krab. Squidward agrees to host and believes that this is going to be his big break now. So there are a lot of ways to bring in business to a company. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I can't think of a talent show being the number one option. I mean, free salad bar is pretty good. That sounded like a pretty great option. That's a pretty great option. You got to advertise it though. Yeah, that's true. You know, like if you're just doing the free salad bar, I mean, it, Nobody, nobody heard about it. You know, <laughs> I just really challenged the the marketing team over there. At this at at uh, you know <laughs> the crusty grab, the crusty grab. Yeah, <laughs> I, I also I just wonder. I mean, do you, what would you pitch to do to do um, better in business? I really like I really like free salad bar. This is kind of the same idea, but on like the other end of it, I like the idea of like free ice cream or okay. not free ice cream, but just like, I feel like they could get really costly. Probably maybe like an ice cream Importing Sunday bar. All the milk from above ground. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Down. Because it's not ice cream. Isn't natural to the there aren't floating cows. Yeah. Or I guess swimming cows. They'd have to like, yeah, they'd have to go to the surface and yeah, that them, would be so. pretty expensive. Yeah. I think more than a talent show, they could just bring in an act. Yeah. You know, I guess talent right. show kind of cuts out the the money that would be required <laughs> right, yeah. of paying for a band. But I just I think that it would be a more reliable experience to be able to enjoy, you know, a band. I don't know. And also, like, who is really watching the store? <laughs> like, right. Like if everybody involved, you know, is so are they not selling food during the talent show? Oh, that's a good question. is cleaning up. Yeah. And he's like a part of the show. Yeah. And Mr. Krabs is just in the back of the and store. We've never known of like a B crew, you know, <laughs> right, like, yeah. like we pretty much would presume that when SpongeBob takes a day off, like the whole store shuts down. Yeah. Like everybody takes a day off. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's essentially what the idea is. <laughs> Tim, what did you find on online? Yeah. Um, so this is a fan theory from one of our favorite places. IMDb. Perfect. Um, so this user, uh, Billy Zane, two, two, one says an underwater talent show is actually where a majority of Hollywood got their start. This is where we find Leonardo DiCaprio for Titanic as that sinking scene really needed to look good wow yeah i mean well and so there's a little bit of a subject here where he says this is where we found right <laughs> yeah exactly might we have actually uncovered a comment from the billy zane <laughs> well from not from billy zane <laughs> from james cameron 
James Cameron. Yeah. Is James Cameron now a co- contributor to the SpongeBob? <laughs> I think so. I think we should start. I think we should start advertising it. <laughs> yeah, unlike the salad bar that didn't get advertised. Exactly. We need to advertise we are that James Cameron here on the SpongePod that instead of, you know, not advertising <laughs> great things that happened, I mean James Cameron is responsible for Avatar. If if like, you know, Avengers, you know, the newest Avengers Avenge, you know, Avenge the the heroes, I forget what it was called, but <laughs> if the newest Avengers didn't have you know to do it three times avatar would still be the number one highest paid and we <laughs> could probably true. start doing ads for you know n- real companies real companies not just not just uh we can take this out of my them. out of my you know basement and we can do this in a real studio <laughs> we're going to the moon baby. we're going to the moon we're gonna overanalyze more than just spongebob i know that sounds horrible to say on this show but i'm just saying james cameron is now a contributor um I don't know. Underwater, just to get back to James Cameron's thoughts, underwater talent shows sound pretty dubious. Yeah. Very specific, especially for people who don't breathe underwater. Yeah. And like, why would you encourage, why would you encourage like stars to go underwater? You know, like, yeah, I feel like they have stunt doubles for all of that. They they wouldn't just make. Leo DiCaprio go yeah. underwater for anything. Well, but I do think the idea is like he's saying this is where they find the stars initially. So they say, hey, beautiful face, come right. over here, take a deep dive in this pool and, you know, sing a cabaret. Right. Exactly. And if they do it correctly, then you sign a multi million dollar deal with Marvel and forever your soul is just marvels. Hey, they don't call it Hollyweird for nothing, right? Oh, all right. Well, if Jimmy Jimmy C tells us that, that that's how it's done, yeah. you know, we're, we're friends now. I don't know if you know this. We can call him Jimmy C. I, I mean, I've always called him Jimmy C. <laughs> Rolling right into the second act, uh, Squidward and the team are busy at work building the stage for the talent show when SpongeBob asks the stingy squid when his spot on the show will be. After showing the sleepy squid some of his few talents squidward is just not impressed spongebob vows to come up with the most cultured act possible on the day of the big show spongebob is beyond thrilled to see his parents in attendance squidward explains to the contestants that the event is actually not their time to shine but actually his squidward finally agrees to let spongebob mop up after the show and spongebob agrees to make it an absolute showstopper all right. Um, so first off, like what more does Squidward really need than to be on the biggest cartoon network that is <laughs> right. Nickelodeon? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what is a yeah. free salad bar at the, you know, the Krusty Krab going to compare to Viacom? <laughs> right. Yeah. I also kind of like this, but this is like a talent or like desire that like kind of shows up and disappears in like one episode. Like yeah. he doesn't like dancing in other episodes. Yeah. He, he's more of a clarinetist. Exactly. You know, yeah. like he really performs more music. He does dance sometimes. That's true. But this yeah. is like the spot where we get like the most popular dancing GIF from SpongeBob. Oh, is and that it's right? That, yeah. It's that, it's oh, a GIF it's of the, the yeah. Squidward getting down and no, I have seen shaking that. his tentacles. You know, I just, I, there's a part of me that just thinks like, 
Squidward has to understand. I mean, do you think that the the people in Bikini Bottom know that they're being watched? <laughs> yeah, is it a like that's the question? Is it is fiction? it a keeping up with the Kardashians I was or is say, it is a Big it like, Brother? Is it like The Office? <laughs> Are they like hamming it up for the the cameras that right. they see all around? There's just one one person who keeps looking at the camera like, <laughs> "Can you believe this?" Like <laughs> Exactly. Or is it like a Big Brother where they don't know where the cameras are and they just hope that they're like you know that the the um, check comes in the mail, right? That they made an episode, or maybe like maybe that's what um, Sandy's project actually is. Is just like, like film everybody, yeah? Or like what if like on the offside of like SpongeBob, like what if like the cameras are just fixated on SpongeBob, but there's like a, a fish named Frank that's been doing like do you like dubious stuff, like crazy stuff to try oh, to get on camera, okay. but like it never gets on camera because they're also focused on SpongeBob. What if the whole town is trying to ham it up? Yeah, you know. Just to make it on on screen, and SpongeBob is like, dude, dude, and he's like real normal, and yeah, just he's, so focused he's just on. so naturally entertaining and, right. and funny. It's like the Truman Show. It is the Truman Show. <laughs> what would you think that the that SpongeBob is more Truman Show, or do you think it's just a cartoon? Oh, that's tough. I mean, I think we just talked through it. I think I think more Truman Show. I I would have to agree. Um, <laughs> so, what would your talent be, Tim? Um. I'm trying to think. I did do a lip sync contest just last year. So that's Which not feels really. better to me. <laughs> as a talent? I, yeah, or like, no, that I did it as a sixth grader uh, and I evolved. <laughs> and here you are. Listen, it was to raise money for a good cause. Everything's for raising money for a good cause. This the sponge pot is for raising money for a good cause. The cause being two poor people <laughs> trying to make it in their life. <laughs> Everything's for I mean, like if you're not going to school to be a you know Nazi, you know you're you're basically doing it for a good cause. <laughs> All right, not to belittle literally every charity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess. <laughs> but anyway, um, what did you find online? Um, All right, so this is a another um, fan theory from Reddit. As is usual, this one's pretty aggressive, so get ready. This is from Culture Warrior 103984 on Reddit says, This is just one more instance of the dominant culture trying to keep a good sponge down. All SpongeBob wow. wants to do is perform in the talent show. Is that too much for you to handle Squidward, who is clearly the show's embodiment of dominant culture? I don't know. That one was kind Man. of aggressive. I yeah, don't know if I, really aggressive. I don't know if I agree with that one so much. It's just, it's like this person doesn't understand drama. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. like, does he just want like a Squidward who's just like, eh, I don't know. We'll just, well, it's just the show. It's stupid. You like know, a like, really accepting Squidward. Yeah, he's like really even encouraging. just like a belittling Squidward to do this. Like <laughs> you have to, he's motivated by the fact that like Simon Cowell is going to be in the audience. <laughs> right. And that he's going to be the Kelly Clarkson to Simon Cowell's ears, mm-hmm. you know, and that Simon Cowell's going to ship him away. It's going to, he's going to box that squid up yeah. and he's going to send him to all the cameras. You know, he's going to be on, he's going to be Brad Pitted, you know, <laughs> right. at an early age. I guess Squidward's pretty, pretty yeah, old. So. Maybe not an early age, but maybe Squid's <laughs> age differently than humans. Probably just a little bit. I, you know, it, but it's like the, the thought that counts, you want to be motivated in these <laughs> right. moments and you don't necessarily, you know, I don't find motivation in, you know, I guess you watch Glee and they're always so encouraging to each other, but <laughs> right. I don't know. There's a reason why this show's not on anymore. <laughs> I don't know. How many, how, how much Glee did you watch? 
I watched like a season and a half. Oh, okay. I was in show choir and oh, anybody true. that was in show choir either loved it or hated it. And I was <laughs> on the other side. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I, it just would be really tr- tough to find a balance between the show being entertaining and just like dramatic. Yeah. Squidward kind of has to be a jerk. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, if you could be a comic book hero, what would your story be about? You know, I really like comics that are like slice of life type stuff. And so even though like my life is like kind of boring, except for obviously this podcast, I do think like the only interesting thing about your life. Yes, exactly. Okay. Continue. (laughs) But like, I don't know. It was like kind of like the comics where you've got like some kind of mundaneness going on. And it's like, like I'm a guy who like, I'm a chef and I like make some food and then I like go so and be a chef. Your comic yeah, superhero would be a chef. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't think this one through. Right well, well, if you ever write that showstopper comic book about you being a chef, <laughs> then make sure to sell it at Near Mint Comics. All of the best or marginally okay comic books are preserved in this underwater store where there's no way that they will be soggy with their one and only exception of amazing and subpar comics apparently this needs to be your one-stop shop and comics yeah i mean obviously a little skeptical of like the water thing but where where else are you gonna it's also very safe right no one's gonna come and like steal wet comics true true because they're already, already saw you make sure to check out near mint comics for all your comic needs Sponge crew. Uh, the show starts with uh, Squidward telling a few jokes that only Patrick would laugh at. Uh, while Mr. Krabs' daughter does a cheer routine that gives everyone in the room concussions, SpongeBob gets a mopping advice from Squidward after Gary performs some dope Def Jam poetry, and Plankton tries to make a Krabby Patty disappear. Squidward comes on the stage and performs a dance routine that is confusing at best. With a backdrop of the Grand King and a onesie bathing suit on Squidward flops around on stage in the many different styles of dance the crowd starts to revolt on our dear squid paying Mr. Krabs to th- to buy tomatoes to throw at Squidward after the humiliation of the squid Spongebob comes on to clean up the mess and the crowd goes absolutely crazy Squidward initially thinks the audience is going wild for him only to learn that they are indeed cheering on Spongebob now so first off we have to know this is another my leg alert. Yes, we got, got a my leg. This was during the chaos of the situation. Um, it was also it was during the chaos of of uh, Pearl's performance. Pearl, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so that was another beautiful moment of my leg. <laughs> my leg. My leg. It's just so good. It's so good. Um, so first, uh, the the real question here is: Do you think SpongeBob is actually talented? Now, considering our Truman Show scenario previously, right. I think. I think the Truman show would suggest that he is absolutely talented. Mm-hmm. This would also suggest that too, which I think validates the Truman show thing. Mm-hmm. Oh that yeah. Even um, mopping up, you know, on a stage is more entertaining than whatever piece of hot garbage that Squidward, <laughs> you know, put out. Right. I mean, what do you think? Is he talented? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I do. Th- you know, it's funny because, you know, there's that whole thing at the beginning where he shows him the talent with like the blowing the bubbles and the yeah. rhinoceros. And that's actually pretty impressive, pretty talented. True. But and SpongeBob really shows his like artistic artistic ability here where even when he's not using like the gimmick of like a bubble and tap shoes, he can still move in a way that everyone's like, yeah, that's amazing. You know? Yeah. I think the other real question here is, do you think Squidward had any clue how stupid he is? (laughs) Like how, how bad that talent, like why would you ever pay to watch somebody that has like nine arms, (laughs) eight arms? He's an octopus. Dang, that was stupid. (laughs) stupid. Somebody who has eight arms do dance moves. Like obviously they have a, Obviously, they have a like an advantage in the dancing department. It's like particularly impressive to see some of these dancers with only two legs and two arms <laughs> right. do some crazy stuff because they don't have, you know, double that amount of of limbs. Yeah. I just there's a part of me that just it wasn't thrilling. And it wasn't even like one of the more brilliant musical moments in SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about uh, the crazy Super Bowl you know, mm-hmm. song or even like the next episode, little spoiler alert fun, <laughs> you know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of these musical moments and that certainly wasn't one of them. I yeah. mean, do you think Squidward's talented? Um, no, I mean, I'm kind of interested in like the laser light show aspect of it. Like that's actually pretty impressive where yeah. there's all this like flashing lights and all this other jazz, but his actual dancing is like, you know, shrug shoulders, right? Yeah, like kind of whatever. It's okay. Uh, what did you find on online? Uh, yeah, so this one, um, this is a fan theory that comes from uh, Eric Thein on Google Drive. What a chump. Uh, what a chump. Here she writes, this show is proof that true talent is never actually judged fairly. Why listen to a show over Elena analyzing the kids show Spongebob when you can watch Logan Paul light his butt on fire on YouTube? Sometimes having only 45 subscribers is the price of having a product you're proud of. You know what's hilarious is that I actually wrote this document about, like, what, two years ago? Yeah. And that statement is still relevant. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's hilarious or sad, but, yeah, Logan Paul is still wildly too important and not important, but, like, popular. A cultural thing, yeah. And we are just scratching by we're just doing this as a passion project it's a vanity project at best (laughs) although i thought you told me recently that we had like 97 subscribers we did yeah i don't know if that's true though that could be (laughs) that could be a lot of different things okay um i think like like 10 of them came from europe and i'm not convinced that europeans (laughs) are that interested into white guys talking about spongebob (laughs) well if if the if bikini buddy was if Bikini Bottom is in fact off the coast of Holland, maybe. Mm, yeah, that's that's really that's really clutch. Um, anyway, that concludes our analysis of the episode. Hope that worked out for you guys. Uh, um, now we're going to do a segment called Yahoo Answers with the Experts. Uh, we have isolated a few questions um, that we would like to talk through on here. Um, two actually. So the first question is, can someone please describe SpongeBob SquarePants um, as a uh, as a, you know, a, a further description? They write, can someone please describe SpongeBob SquarePants, his physical and personality, please, like a short descriptive paragraph about him, like everything about him. Thank you very much. And uh, we don't have a name on this one. <laughs> no. But, uh, what what do you think? Can you describe SpongeBob in a, in a quick paragraph? For I would this, say for this viewer, I would say SpongeBob is a square yellow 
I was going to say a square yellow rectangle, so clearly I can't describe him. He's, he's a square rectangle circle. <laughs> he's a square rectangle circle. Where are you off to get start? Because this person is clearly writing an essay. That's the thing is I was like, are we doing someone's school homework? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's clearly like the first act or the first like, you know, the first paragraph of a yeah. really poorly planned or essay. Like a first day of school essay where you tell yeah, them like maybe what it's your like favorite thing is. like third grade and they're just trying to learn how to, they're trying to learn how to like summarize, like, actually write papers. I think the way I describe SpongeBob is that he is an in, he is an animated sponge who continually finds illogical and elusive ways to make his friends angry. <laughs> and the people that rely on him the most just angry. There's a lot it's a, like it's that. a sponge that causes a lot of pain. I like that it's kind of like cynical like a cynical reading. I mean it's of it. true. It's, but it's it is not, accurate. I don't think it's that his it's his fault really. I think it's just <laughs> he struggles to figure out and it's it's almost like he's 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 designed in a way to just like trip on himself in a way where you Yeah. You want him to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know what the end game in SpongeBob is. Like I don't know if he's trying to own you know, the, the crusty crab. Right. I don't know if he's trying to become mayor. Ooh, that could be a good one That'd for be him good. because, you know, he knows half the town, half the town loves him. Mm-hmm. You know, the bodybuilders love hanging <laughs> out the, with him. Half the town also hates him though. So, <laughs> Well, they hate him in that lovable way where That's like true. they'll invite him to a party because, right. you know, they're friends, but they aren't necessarily excited about them coming out <laughs> like SpongeBob coming over. Yeah. You know, and like Patrick is pretty limited in that regard. Like Patrick yeah. could barely can barely get out of a star. <laughs> right. Yeah. His rock. His he rock. Is a star. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, there's a part of me that wonders, you know, if SpongeBob is like really trying to take over the world, you know, he's doing a very strange job of doing it. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just I think he just wants to live his life. I think that's his whole that's his True. whole gig. He just wants to like he just wants to be sponge. He just wants to be sponge. But yeah, like almost which everything is pretty honorable. Did, which I is mean, great, there's a lot yeah. of people that are trying to, you know, not be a sponge. They're just trying to be human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's uh, talk about this next one. This next brilliant uh you know, well of advice. Uh, What's the deal with SpongeBob SquarePants? Uh, A few days ago, they were talking about a panty raid. In today's episode, the new Western one, they did a song about idiot friends using the word idiot over and over again. We have always taught our kids not to use the word idiot. My daughter is four. And when she does watch it, she likes it. We are thinking about not allowing SpongeBob on our TV anymore. Does anyone else think that it is too adult for kids? Now, this is a pretty popular concern. Yes. There are a lot of innuendos that are not (laughs) specifically for the children audience. However, if you were to have a kid today, what do you think? Do you would you would you let your kids watch SpongeBob? I mean, there is an aspect where I'm like, I watch SpongeBob and it turned out fine. True. <laughs> I mean, but did you? Turn that's, out fine? that's the real. That's for all of you to decide. Although you know, I was. I think the show started in 1999, so I was like nine or ten. Yeah. So I was a little older. Yeah, you'd already so processed it's... a lot of the like crappy behavior that most people <laughs> don't process, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I would probably let my kids. I, I mean, you're probably right. There are probably words that you want to avoid. You know, like I, I wouldn't want my kid to say idiot myself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that to me is something that's rude. Um, and if if the show is saying something that specifically, you know, you don't want. But then again, the show was talking about like, you know, animals living underwater. 
you know, there's just a whole goofy aspect to it that there's not, right. you can't actually, you know, hold up a bank and say, well, I watched it on SpongeBob. Why can't <laughs> right. it work in this scenario? Yeah. You know, so I think there's an amount of, uh, you know, accountability to your own family. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Tim? I mean, I don't know how it, this may be very unscientific, but like at four years old, it's like, are you going to remember the episode of SpongeBob? That's you know? true. I mean, I Maybe. watched a lot of them as a kid and I'm really thankful that we're watching through them nowadays mm-hmm. because like, I rem- I like half remember a lot of them, but yeah. I don't remember ever like the words. Yeah. I don't exactly. remember him saying like idiot or calling, telling someone to shut up or right, something silly yeah. like that. So, you know, there's probably some, some of this probably sticks, but some of this is probably not as sticky as I think mm-hmm. we want to make it to be. And that is the sponge pod for here today. I'm so happy that you're able to join us. A uh, quick shout out to our data researchist is uh, Simon Cow. Our associate producer is Paul Abdul. Our creative producer is Randy Jackson. Our child care producer is Christina Crosley. Our office assistant is Zach Cooper. Our audio engineer is Jessica Brummett. Music by DJ Eugene and music and cover art by the man, the myth, the milky, Michael G. Uh, make sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube as well as emailing us questions at the spongepod at gmail.com um, this was a good episode I think we were able to assess the talents of, of Bikini Bottom yes um, thus being none right. there's nearly no <laughs> yeah. talent in Bikini Bottom I guess Spongebob <laughs> is pretty talented yes um, but the rest of them are are uh, grade A garbage uh, but yeah um, now where was I was I watching Spongebob gotta make it hyper dramatic yeah but a nice pause there little pause a little talking over the music so people are just wondering why we're still talking <laughs> have a good week <laughs> <laughs>